Hey everyone, I'm Ashes. And I'm Will. And, and this, this is, is Ashes, Ashes and Will, Will Do, Do Disney. Disney. Each week, one of us will tell the other the history, facts, and stories behind the rides and attractions of Disney that have made special memories for generations. Keep in mind that Ashes and Will Do Disney is not affiliated with or employed by the Walt Disney Company, and our views and opinions do not reflect theirs. Now it's time to sit back, relax, and put on your ears, because it's time for Ashes and Will Do Disney. Well, hello, everybody. It is Will back this week with mini-episode number three while Ashes and I finalize some details on our next upcoming episodes. But again, always wanting to make sure that we do give you at least something to listen to and a little bit of new content. And the subject for this week's mini-episode actually comes from Ashes. She is the one who found the information on this and sent it my way saying she thought it would be a good idea for a mini-episode, which I agreed with, especially because we both have trips upcoming going to Disneyland. And this one really focuses on some of the more minute history of Disneyland and focuses around someone who you may not know, and if I were to just tell you his name, probably wouldn't ring a bell. However, he is still extremely important to the history of Disneyland and its opening day and is a celebrity in his own right. So without further ado, here is the story of Dave McPherson. Disneyland remains one of the most recognized and iconic locations in the world. While Disney has opened parks all around the world, Disneyland started it all in 1955. On opening day, Walt Disney was basically Willy Wonka, and he had offered a prize that was used each year and had created magic for one man and his family for 65 years. The park opened in July of 1955 with over 6,000 people waiting in line to get in. As we discussed in our very first episode, plenty of people snuck in as well, so there were more than the 6,000 people in the park. There was a gentleman by the name of Dave McPherson in attendance that day. McPherson, at the time, was a student at Long Beach State College. What makes Dave McPherson so special in Disney history is that he is the first customer to buy a ticket to Disneyland. McPherson said that he stood in line since 2 a.m. the day before so that he could be the first person in line when the park opened. While Disneyland let family members and celebrities in first, McPherson was the first civilian to enter the park, so to speak. McPherson said that the day before he left to get in line, he saw all of the festivities on TV to prepare for the grand opening, and he knew he wanted to be a part of it. The 22-year-old college student hopped on his motorcycle, and when he arrived at the gate, started the line to get into Disneyland. He stated, I decided I wanted to be the first in line the first person to go into the park who wasn't a relative of Walt Disney's or some celebrity. The first regular guy to go in the front door. The normal procedure back then was you had to buy your ticket to get in the park, then you bought other tickets to get onto the rides. However, since he was the first park guest to buy a ticket, that would entitle him to ride any ride that day with his admission to the park. McPherson had to get back to Long Beach, so he wasn't able to use his complimentary pass on any of the rides that day. 
He also didn't know what had happened to the original card that he received when he bought the first ticket, but he did manage to preserve the image on microfilm in the 1980s. He states that his biggest regret from that opening day was not getting to meet Walt Disney and shake his hand. He said that after Disney gave the opening speech, he basically disappeared, probably trying to avoid being swarmed by a crowd of fans. In 2005, McPherson was featured on the news as part of the coverage for the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, in which rare footage of him buying the first ticket was played. In honor of being the first to buy the ticket, McPherson also received lifetime passes to the park. He received yearly installments of the pass every January. He said, Each January, I eagerly await the arrival of the next installment of the pass, which is good for another year at any Disney park. And I have received these annual passes since 1955. At the beginning, it was just a paper or cardboard pass, and for years it was silver. In recent years, it has been red in color and is made like a credit card and says on the front, VIP Main Entrance Pass. The reverse side has my name and says, Admit Pass Holder and three guests. Since that opening day, McPherson, his family, and his friends have visited the park every year since it opened. To use the VIP Pass, he has to have his ID handy to prove who he is and, for good measure, he has some photocopies of news clippings from the opening day. McPherson said that when he showed the cast member the copy of the first day photos, they generally made an announcement to those in line that he was the first person to buy an admission to Disneyland which usually resulted in enthusiastic park guests requesting autographs and pictures with Dave McPherson. McPherson fondly recalled being the first guest in line as he reminisced. Being the first member of the public to buy a ticket at Disneyland on July 18, 1955, and seeing the 6,000 people behind me in line when the gates opened, and seeing Walt Disney himself as something I will never forget. Dave liked to go to the park each year with his wife, Wanda, and their friends, Martha and Joe Ortiz. Now, Martha and Joe Ortiz were also standing in the same line to get into Disneyland in 1955, but they did not meet Dave McPherson until decades later. Dave McPherson was a die-hard Disney fan who had the ultimate Disney collectible that many would do anything for. This gift for Walt Disney truly was a golden ticket for any Disney aficionado, and he had not let it go to waste since he'd received it. Unfortunately, Dave McPherson passed away in November of 2018. Although he may be gone, his legend lives on and no one can take away his importance in the history of the Walt Disney Company. I leave you with these parting words from Dave McPherson. You might say that 1955 was a very good year for a youthful Scotsman. So that is the story of Dave McPherson and how he got the first admission to Disneyland sold to a member of the public and what that did for him after where he got lifetime passes to essentially enjoy Disney for the rest of his life. I wanted to leave you as well with a mouse tale that I did get from a good friend named Nick. He sent this to me a while ago and wanted to make sure that it did actually get read and shared with you. So Nick tells us, I went to Disney World in 2018 with my family. I enjoy watching the POV or point-of-view ride-throughs on YouTube in anticipation of my trip. 
One ride through I watched was the Navi River Journey, which features the shaman animatronic. This is from the movie Avatar. It's in the Animal Kingdom. And actually, this past September, that was the first time I'd have been ever been on the ride. And if not anything, it's really cool visually and gets you in the shade for a little bit as well. I know it's not meant to be funny, but I get a kick out of the fact that the choir is singing nicely in unison while the shaman kind of sings to his own tune. It reminds me of the scene in Finding Nemo with the inauguration of Sharkbait as Nemo swims to the top of the Mount Wanahakalugi. The chant from Bloat, Bubbles, and Gurgle falls out of sync, and that's what I hear when I see the shaman scene. Which I totally get what he's saying, because like he said, there's a whole choir of the Navi who are singing in unison and then there's the shaman who is not in sync with them, if you've ever been on the ride. But Nick explains, so when I made it to Florida, my left ear got clogged on the second day, probably due to allergies, and it stayed for more than 24 hours until he rode the Navi River ride. He says that when he rode the Navi River adventure, his ear popped open during the shaman scene. So, while Nick was laughing for months at the shaman's expense and how off-tune he was with the rest of the crowd, the shaman healed his ear. So I want to say thank you to Nick for sharing that story with us. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And remember, definitely email us at ashesandwilldodisney at gmail.com with your favorite memories or funny stories or just anything interesting that you may have had from your Disney tales and Disney adventures. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. That's it for this week's episode of Ashes and Will Do Disney. Don't forget we need your mouse tales. If you have a funny, weird, exciting, or just a favorite Disney memory, send it to ashesandwilldodisney at gmail.com so we can read them on the show. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ashes and Will Do Disney. This is a public group to follow. We're also on YouTube at Ashes and Will Do Disney. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.